This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Welcome back to Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. Folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Remember, folks, the only bad question is the one you do not ask unless you're Tony Shore, and it is quite frequent. (laughs) Tony, what is shaking? (laughs) Oh, I've got a lot of questions for okay, you today, well, Travis. I don't know if I have the answers, but I will give it my I will give it my best try. Well, today on the show, you won't be answering my questions. You'll be answering the audience's questions. Uh, you're going to talk is, about listener questions today, right? That is correct. We are we are going to hit some listener questions. We're going to hit some uh, questions from our classes that we uh, we we actually just got uh, done back in June for the summer and. We're taking a little break. We're going to start those back up in August. So if you're out there listening and you're wondering, you know, where am I going to get information that I don't have to worry about? A, someone trying to buy me a dinner so that they can move my money into their pocket as fast as possible. That's why you need to give us a shout. Let us let us sit down with you for uh, two two-hour nights uh, in our classroom setting and, and give you some quality information that you need for your retirement that's going to make an impact for you and your spouse. So, yeah, we're going to we're going to do some questions from the audience, questions from the classes, and uh, we're going to try to we're going to try to make some sense of this silly thing called retirement. <laughs> Good. Good. I might throw a few of my own questions in there. No, absolutely not. Not allowed. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe if there's time, you can have one. (laughs) All right. Well, Travis, you've been busy. You've been uh, traveling with the family. Uh, You've been to a business conference. You've been meeting with clients. So I know you're a busy guy. Uh, We'll jump right into it today. Uh, What's the first question you want to talk about? Well, before we get into it, Tony, I want to give the listeners a little bit of good news. What's that? Uh, we actually got a 3% handle on in, on uh, inflation uh, this week. And if you think about where we've come from, uh, it's it was 9 back in June and July of last year. So, we have we have fallen by almost 2 thirds in a year. So while yes, I do I do 100% sympathize and empathize with those out there, you know, buying vehicles, buying homes and all of a sudden you're paying higher interest rates. Well, the reason the reason the Fed did what it did was it it had to try to get uh, the interest rate environment and uh, inflation under control. That's the only only tool in its arsenal. So I'm not happy how we got here, Tony, but I am pleased that we're now at three uh, percent. I do think it's irresponsible, in my opinion. Fed keeps going. Um, you know, you you've got the momentum pushing that way. Why pile on? 
We're literally less than 1% away from its target. And generally speaking, as long as it's 2 to 2.5%, two they, they're typically okay, but they are heck bent and determined. I'll PG it up a little bit. They're heck bent and determined that they're going <laughs> to uh, they're going to keep going. And I think it's a mistake. I think it's, I think it's too much. I think they, you know, it's, uh, like my preacher said one time, he said, uh, he was, he was preaching from the pulpit and he started talking about the fact that he was starting to take emails from the congregation. And he said that, um, he got one and he had to stop. And he said, uh, folks, I want to address something. I got an email from someone in the in the congregation that was complaining because a gentleman that I will not name was seen smoking off to the side in the parking lot. And he said, and folks, I'm just here to tell you, he was smoking crack two years ago. Now he's smoking a cigarette. What do you want him to do? Give him a break. He might not be where you want him to be, but he you're glad he's not where he was. And inflation's the same thing. We're we're certainly not happy where it is, but we're certainly glad it's not where it was. So I don't know what the Fed is is thinking. Um, I think once again, I think they painted themselves in a corner. And they feel like this is the only way out when in actuality, in my opinion, you, they would get more credibility if they said, you know what, we need to we need to put a pause on this thing and we need to quit complaining. It's coming down. What we did was is working. And, um, you know, folks, we we're starting to see prices obviously roll back down pretty dramatically. Food prices are not going up. So uh, so that is a little bit of good news to start with before we get into anything, Tony. Yeah, uh, inf- well, inf- inflation is is slowly getting back to where where our target is. Yeah. Well, they wanted it two percent, and I think that they think that they need to raise it more to get there or raise interest rates more. But well, but I, here's but I think it's a, on the way down, and companies are strong. I think, I think they should leave it alone. I agree with well, you. Well, that's that's kind of my but point. That's my is, personal opinion. Well, think about it like this: if if when you see the station coming up, and you're riding, and you're on a train, you see the station coming up. Do you keep pouring coal into the fire, or do you cut and let it kind of roll into the station? You don't want to go past and have to back up. And if they have to back up, that means they're going to have to cut rates. Well, why not just let let the market do what it's going to do and let it roll into the station and ease into it and basically don't raise interest rates. Let what they did work its way through the system. Because if you think about it, the the average rate hike takes about six to nine months to digest. We're still digesting last October, November right now. And those were 50 and 75 basis points. So, Tony, we, we've still got a lot of food to chew. And I just feel like they just keep pouring it on. So, you know, once again, that's my opinion. For whatever it's worth, Jay Powell does not call me before he makes a decision, nor does he call Tony. Thank Jesus. Um, but once again, I do think that's where we're headed. Um, you know, whether whether we get to a, a point this year of where they quit monkeying around with it, who knows? Uh, I think they will. But, you know, I've also thought they would uh, for about six months now. So who knows? Well, Travis, I agree with you. Now, let's jump into the questions. What's the first question from our listeners you want to tackle? 
So one of the things, Tony, we had a we had a show not too long ago called Never Underestimate Your Ability to Overestimate Your Ability. I don't know if you remember that one or not, but it was about, uh, you know, retirement is a complicated process. It is not it is not cut and dry. It is not a, a simple stroll down down Fifth Avenue. It's it is basically a minefield littered with, uh, you know, littered with with peril that we just walk through and hope we don't step on something. Um, and sometimes, you know, unfortunately, we we see the we see the peril coming and we still choose to step on it. Um, and one of the one of the questions that I got from the audience, it was it was very it was very disappointing. I'll be quite honest with you, because you would think that a, an advisor would know this, but uh, obviously they didn't. Um, the rule for a rollover uh, is you can only do one rollover per year. Okay, you can do a, as many direct transfers as you would like, but you can only do one rollover per year. And a rollover is where, let's say, for instance, Tony, you get a check from your qualified plan made out to you, then you turn around and you deposit it back into another qualified plan, IRA, 401k, etc., within a 60-day time window, right? Where you, you're familiar with the 60-day rollover, I assume. Yep. Well, I'm, okay. f- I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Okay. So you only and, have sixty days. And, and to I think roll it I think a lot of people have heard that sixty day time frame. I think a lot of people out there are going, okay, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Well, well I don't think they uh, know the consequences, though. Well, here's the problem. Um, had a had a gentleman that he sent me a question. Uh, was very nervous because basically he had he had listened to our show, but his advisor advised him to do this. Um, he advised him to get two rollover checks cut from his qualified plans. He had multiple. And right there, what is the problem with that with that phrase and with that that's that scenario? He got two rollover checks. It's one calendar year, one rollover. So basically one of those is not going to be permitted back in ah. and if he cashes that he's going to have to pay taxes on that full balance they totaled together almost four hundred thousand oh. dollars tony what in the french toast my friend <laughs> i mean I, I i don't i really don't understand you know it's it's like hmm I hate to say you get what you pay for, but I, I want to say that the gentleman was not basically being, you know, advised properly. Uh, I think he he took someone at face value, thinking, "Oh, well, because he's in this he's in this business, he should know these things." And I can assure you that is not the case. Not all advisors are created equal. That's not me touting me versus anyone else. That's just a fact. Um, because this gentleman literally took advice from someone that told him something that with just just Google, Tony, he would have been able to find that that is absolutely not allowed and you shouldn't do that. What should have happened to this gentleman, and I am so sorry that this happened to him, and I really hope he didn't cash these checks because he didn't tell me on the email whether he did or not. I, it, what he should have done is what he should have gotten a direct transfer and had the had the checks sent straight to the next custodian. That way, he would never have touched it. Sixty day rollover rule would never have been activated. Therefore, even if he had two checks cut to the same institution, 
he wouldn't have had any issues. Now he's going to have, uh, and he was over 59 and a half, thank God. So now he's going to have a, one of those checks. And it also is going to depend, also, Tony, think about this too. And this is something he didn't put in there, but it is one of those, oh my gosh. Um, depending on the date of the check, Let's say let's say that one was for a hundred thousand and one was for three hundred thousand. Let's say the three hundred was issued before the one hundred. Guess which one is only allowed to go back in the plan? Which one? The one hundred. Yeah. So three hundred thousand oh. dollars he's gonna owe just call it twenty five, thirty percent in taxes because he's still working. Folks Sometimes there is a high price to pay for making mistakes, and there is a high price to pay for things you don't know in retirement. That's what an advisor is for, right? Uh, our job is to make your life easier. It's to it's to find solutions to problems before they ever present themselves. It's to make sure that we plot a path that's going to be the safest course through that minefield that we all call retirement. Because you don't get you retirement's not a is not a, a dress rehearsal, folks. It's a one act play. You only get one shot at the at at the uh, brass ring. You only get to be able to uh, to retire once. Why not do it right? You know, I hate to say this, but most people that I that we work with, and and thank goodness. But they want to make sure that they get it right and and that they have good quality guidance. And that's what we strive to provide. And that's what all advisors should strive to provide. But here's the, the just the long and short of it. Sometimes you don't know what the person sitting across from you does or does not know. That's why you need to do your research. Make sure the person that you're getting your information from is credible. Make sure that they've done their homework. Because if they don't do their homework, you're the one that's going to get a failing grade, not them. So so uh, keep that in mind. Rollover mistakes can very easily be avoided. Don't make them if you're sitting out there thinking, okay, I'm about to retire. What do I do with my 401k? That's why you need to give us a call. Let us help you plot a path that's going to be the path of least resistance, least amount in taxes, and least amount of, of peril down the road. So, uh, Tony, that was that was actually, uh, I, I kind of... I kind of shivered when I read that email because I was like, oh, my gosh, like that, that is that is that is level that is level one remedial stuff. You you just don't do stuff like that. But um, unfortunately, we see that quite a bit. So um, next question. Really good question. Uh, Tony, you know how we talk about beneficiary designation and we talk about making sure yep. that, you know, whether you have a birth, a death, a divorce in the family, you always need to make sure you're updating your beneficiary. Well, so I had a question this morning and it was about how to leave assets to children from a first marriage from a and the second second spouse leaving leaving assets to a first uh, first set of children. Right. First spouse's uh, children. And and one of the things that that uh, this person was asking was, is, is how do we do this? Because uh, they want to leave assets to a charity. They want to leave assets to uh, their family. They want to leave assets to their spouse's first uh, first spouse's children. So one of the things that I think you need to think about, folks, is is who is who is receiving these assets? Okay, let's start with the the charity, the five hundred one c three. Great idea is to leave any qualified assets to a five hundred one c three. 
Tony, why would it be a, I'm a I, you, you got to get this one. <laughs> why would it be a good idea to leave qualified pre-tax assets to a 501c3 church or charity? To avoid paying taxes on those. Or because to, what do they break? not pay as a qualified 501c3? Tax. Amen. Hallelujah, Tony. <laughs> I, I knew you. I knew you had it in you. I knew you were going to get it. That is one hundred percent correct. If you leave your IRA or you leave qualified assets to your church or charity, guess what? All of that growth and all of that money that it has accumulated, it's it's literally all theirs. If you leave it to your heirs, you leave it to your beneficiaries, you leave it to your spouse. I mean, all of this money it never loses the pre-tax status. So any beneficiary that is is literally inheriting this money, not a 501c3, they're gonna have to pull taxes every time they take a distribution. Some goes to Uncle Sam, some goes to them. It's just the way of the world, it's gonna happen. So if you're gonna leave assets to a charity, leave them from your IRA. Now, uh, one of the things also think about is if you have Roth assets, or after tax, let's say you have a, a brokerage account or um, you have mutual funds, whatever, a great idea is to leave those to your your individual beneficiaries, your uh, you know your ch- your children, your 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 brothers, your sisters, your whomever. That way, what happens? Number one, if it's left in Roth, a couple things. Roth is Tony. Is, is it taxable or is it tax free? What do we think? Um, a Roth is tax Absolutely. Not just for the owner, but also for the beneficiary. And even with the Secure Act 2.0 monkeying around with it, you can actually still leave that over a 10-year window in what? In the Roth. You can, you can still capture an additional 10 years of tax-free growth. So great idea for, for a beneficiary, especially for a non-spousal beneficiary. Um, and if you leave money in a brokerage account, well, if you're really if you're worried about them being spendthrifts, maybe throw a revocable trust on top of it. That way, you can still retain the step up in basis, and it becomes irrevocable at your death. And you can really control how much the person gets. And you know, hey, you can have five percent, ten percent. You can have the earnings. You can have whatever. But you're going to protect the principal, and the trustee has a sign off on it. Keeps them from making bad decisions. It, it's just. You have to think through these things way past just the surface. When, you, when you're when you leaving assets behind, you need to be intentional because if you're not, mistakes can be made. Uncle Sam's part goes up. We've told you several times on the show, whenever you leave assets behind, you can choose. There's three beneficiaries, your church or charity, your children, your beneficiaries, and the IRS. If you don't be, if you're not intentional and you don't specifically choose the first two, IRS becomes number one default. You don't want that. So please make sure that you have your beneficiaries uh, tightened up and make sure that you have those forms up to date. Keep them up to date. Birth, death, divorce. You need to make sure that they're actually what you intend. Because also, uh, side note, not going to get into this, but just a side note from a comment uh, a client made is uh, one of his friends retired, passed away very shortly after retirement. 
uh, he was he was convinced that he had updated all of his beneficiaries, but found one of his of his bigger life insurance policies was still listing a spouse from a previous marriage, and um, unfortunately, the spouse that really needed it uh, actually wound up getting none of that. So, um, once you put it down, until you change it or until you update it, guess what? Even if you don't want it to go to that person, it's going to go to that person. So make sure you are keeping those up to date tony what you think i, I think those are those are two pretty good ones what do you, oh what do you yeah think? for sure for sure and it's people those are two areas where people make a lot of mistakes with rollovers that are costly and with beneficiary designations uh those are huge right I think it's Tony more often than not it's just we don't know what we don't know right and and you don't if you don't think through and and try to and try to uh, I don't want to say avoid I mean because we all try to avoid pitfalls right but try to anticipate I guess if you will what are the what are the downsides right and so many times I think people get get so caught up uh, because the the person sitting across from them sometimes is so adamant about the upside that they don't review the downside. And I do think that's one of the reasons that our clients really love us is because every decision they make, you know, whether it's do I buy a Corvette? Do I do this? Do I do that? Well, let's let's think through it. Let's put it in the system, figure out, okay, is it possible? Is it not possible? If you do it, what's it going to do? Um, had a client the other day. They were adamant they were going to take a, a large distribution from an IRA. I sat down with them, explained, did a mock 1040 and said, well, look, if you do this, you can, but you're basically going to start paying more in Medicare for two years because you're going to violate the Medicare means test. But if we were to wait until maybe December, take a distribution in December, then one in January, that's over two tax years. You can have the money within weeks, if not a month. And guess what? You don't violate IRMA. Now it's just saved you three to $6,000. So folks those those kinds of things add up and that's the reason why tony i really feel bad when people don't have an advisor it's because they're like oh i don't have enough money or i i don't you know it's too expensive it's too expensive for you not to have someone that you can rely on to help help you avoid these types of of issues in retirement so one of the things i would recommend to you guys is and we talk about always keeping up with your investments you're keeping up with your assets make sure that they're not just performing today but performing for the duration um, with interest rates going to levels that we haven't seen in in years if not a decade or more it might be a good time to get a checkup on those especially if you have fixed contracts fixed index uh, because interest rates have gone up uh, a ton which also means uh, participation rates are going up interest rates are going up inside so you know, might not be a good idea to cash it in, might be a good idea to look at another alternative. But folks, you need to be on top of these things. That's why if you're doing it yourself, please, please, please understand you, this is not something you can set. Retirement's not set it and forget it. It's not an infomercial where you just pop it in and pull out this yummy roast in a few hours. It's not. That's not it. <laughs> retirement is ever changing. The retirement landscape is ever changing. The regulations, the interest rate environment, inflation, the whole nine yards. Everything changes on a frequent basis. 
and you have to be able to be nimble enough and be aware enough to change with it. And if that's not something that you feel you can keep up with, that's why you need to give someone a call that does it for a living and does it for his clients and will do it for you. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Give us a call here at CFG Wealth Management. Let us make an appointment for you, get your questions answered, and get you on the right road to your retirement. All right. Thanks, Travis. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.